Welcome to Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas GCSA. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. Welcome in to another episode of Pulling Weeds. Tell you guys, it's a unique situation here today. We are at quite an overwhelming facility um, with some new members of ours of the Carolinas here today uh, with Utility Partners of America. Did I say that right? That's correct. All right, and we've got Kyle and Keith. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. Tell everybody who you are, guys. I'm uh, Brian Keith Hooker. Um, I work for UPA. I've been here for about four years. I've got about 30 years of uh, utility locating experience, um, and I've got uh, people in or under me in this organization that's been doing it at least 35 years. Wow. It's been a quite a long ride, but a good one. How long have you been employed here? Uh, four years here. We've built, within four years, we have built this from uh, two people to 14 folks so far. Oh, wow. And how about yourself? I've been here a year and a month. Um, got almost 20 years experience of locating, uh, background in recruiting, uh, training, damage investigation, all that good stuff. And we've worked together for, uh, over a decade, over a decade. Tell everybody your last name, Kyle, Kyle Kisman, just like it's spelled. Sounds just like it's spelled two ends. Two ends. Oh, he gets mad if you don't get that other end on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to get into that, but in this industry, um, I can see why. All right, so just tell me this. What we want to do is we want to let everybody know a little bit about you guys, right? Like, we just met the first time a couple weeks ago. Um, Looks like it could be a good opportunity for you guys in the golf industry, um, in the golf market with what you do. Um, I'm completely ignorant to the services, but what we like to do is, is tell people a little bit about ourselves. So um, we'll start with you, Kyle. Um, where are you from? Asheville, North Carolina. How long have you been in the Greenville area? I've been coming down here since 2010, every day for work. You still commute? Yeah, I live up in uh, Flat Rock, North Carolina. No wonder you said you were a little tired this morning, and I'm fussing about traffic in Greenville, man. You got construction on 26 every day, or you take no, 25 no, down? No, 25. 25 down. So you pass the cliffs every day. I do. Have you stopped and called on them yet? Yeah, I've already talked to them. Nice, nice. Um, so is it the job that's been bringing you down here? Yeah, I was locating for uh, about four and a half years when I started locating up in the mountains. I did all of Henderson County by myself and then locating gas. And then this opportunity opened up down here. And that's actually where, not not at this company, at a company called DPS. And that's where Keith and I met. Is that where you were before? I was. I was supervisor there uh, over the uh, Piedmont Natural Gas Locating Service uh, for the state of South Carolina and North Carolina. So you hired him, brought him over with you? No, actually, the, we had managers above us, uh, so they, they brought him in uh, from a uh, gas locating firm. Is that correct, Kyle? We were the only, I, I was on the only uh, gas contract. It was actually ProTech, which was a cable communications locating company. I was the only contract that was natural gas. So we're going to get into all this in a minute so we can talk jargon because I'm already confused. This is a whole new, it's a whole new industry to me, but we're going to try and keep up with it today. All right, Keith, where are you from? 
I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. I've been here since I was born in 1960 in Greenville and uh, Greenville Memorial. No, 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 that's General Greenville General Hospital. Yeah, that's changed. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple down. times now. Yeah, sure. So now, what high school did you go to? Parker High School. It's an old high school. It was the, one of the first two, Greenville High School and Parker, were the first two high schools in Greenville, South Carolina. You ever left? Never have. Been here all my life. You've been west of the Mississippi? No, I haven't. You've been north of Virginia? No, but I've been to the Bahamas and Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been on a plane. Yeah. But you've been on a plane. All right. So um, tell me how you got into this type of work, just originally. Actually, in the beginning, I was uh, my first, well, the second job I ever had was uh, with Federal Express. I was with them for 15 years, got a uh, pension through them, and I wanted to watch my kid play ball. I said, man, this job, my brother was in this business. I said, let me come go over and see if I like it. That way I can see my kids play ball because I was working 12-hour shifts at the other place. And I started in this, and uh, I said, I'll stay in it temporarily. And I've been here 30 years, but it was, it's like, uh, what I like about it is we're finding utilities, right? It's like finding treasure to me because I'm trying to find something, and it makes you feel good when you, you can figure it out and make sure you know what you got, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So you were you able to spend some time watch your son play ball then? Oh, big time. I, that was the, the key thing and uh, from all the way from grade, uh, grade school all the way through high school. Sure did. And I almost got into college, and that's another story. <laughs> Going through it right now. A rising junior or a rising senior, I guess, a junior this year and trying to figure all that out. But it's interesting at this point in life trying to make sure that those are some of the priorities that we've got. You know, um, Family's always important. It is. It is. How about you? I was an executive recruiter uh, doing construction management, exec- executive search. So um, you're going in that company, you're rooting around, grabbing that guy and selling him to somebody else. So project managers, superintendents, all construction people, uh, presidents, vice presidents, stuff like that. The company I was at, the vice president that was in charge of our I guess you could say division. We were a subgroup. Um, he decided to go start his own firm, and I decided that I would go into locating so I could understand the people that I was hiring. I'd have you know daily talk to superintendents, um, foremen, those types of people. So I spent I don't know like six months while he was setting up his company out in the field, and I had a lot of medical issues when I was in a cubicle, uh, a lot of halogen lights, um, staring at computer screens, that sort of thing. And instantly I was feeling a lot better working outside. So I scrapped the possible six, seven figure job for, <laughs> for a five figure job that we're, you know, money's no good if you can't enjoy it. Um, sure. So definitely uh, stuck with locating and it was kind of funny. I was in a class of 10 when I started locating. Um, within six months of starting, I was the only one less left of that class of 10, lowest guy paid. And I told them when I went in, I said, look, if, if I'm still here in five years, somebody kick my tail because I need to be in a different – I didn't think it was that kind of job. I didn't think it was a profession. Um, luckily, all of them were gone in six months, so nobody could uh, – live up to that promise yeah uh so yeah i'm still here it's a skill set people don't realize if you you good at good in this business it's extremely 
good. I can go anywhere in the United States and get a job. Okay. Well, let's talk about locating then. Okay. All right. So here's my ignorance, right? Like haven't haven't had to construct a building, right? Other than a house, okay, and just a typical run of the mill work in other industry guy, right? So from what I understand is before I do anything in the yard, I got to call pups is what I remember because I think that's our South Carolina thing, right? Yeah, it's eight one one. It's what you dial now. Yeah, and so then at some point over the next, what do they give you, five, ten days or something, everybody's supposed to come out and mark. Either. 72 hours. Oh, 72 hours? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, we've got 72 hours to get to. Well, we don't. We're a private utility company, but the pups is uh, 72 hours. And then they just come out and they mark water, electricity, natural gas? That's correct. Uh, and so a uh, sewer, if they... Depending on where you are, maybe. Where you are, that's correct. Sewer's only marking the main line, though. And so is water, for the most part, going to the meter. And that's where we come in, is going behind the meter to the house. Anything that's private, like Duke Power going to the meter, that's owned by Duke Power. And the pups has got to do that. The private side where we come in is after the meter. And that's where we take over. After the meter. So, like an irrigation system in my house? Yep. Irrigation, we can find irrigation, a private uh, power line from your meter that doesn't belong to Duke Power. It goes to your garage. Uh, we we oh. do those. Mm-hmm. We find those. And you have a fuel line that's going from the gas meter to your grill or fireplace or something like that. That's a private service. After the meter. That makes right. the most sense now to me. Now, with sewer going from your house all the way to the sewer main is responsible for the homeowner or for the uh, for businesses. And they don't realize that. So they will not cover that under pups. So a typical, like a homeowner like me, it's not necessarily an everyday service that we would need for y'all. It's more specialty, like you say, when you get closer to those lines or you're doing construction around the house or past the meter or past the... That's correct. People put in, you know, doing foundation work, things like that. Uh, they're digging or taking up trees. They could... Pull it up and roots pull out your sewer. You, you really kind of need to know where those things are. Though. Yeah, it, it is and it isn't a necessity. It, most people think, well, I'm good enough with 811. But a lot of lines these days, there's a there's a set depth that things are supposed to be installed at. Okay. But they never are. Are um, they shallower typically? Your water line, we've been in neighborhoods where the sewer line, you can you can see the sewer. Coming out of the house. Coming out of the uh, you know, above the grass, just um, so it's always good, no matter how deep you're digging, to have those kind of things located. Plus, the thing that we do different than a lot of private locate firms is we not only locate the private stuff, we locate the public stuff too. Like we go behind the eight one one locator. Well, I call them eight one one locators, public utility locators. Okay, um, we go behind them and we verify their marks because they're paid. For production, so they're not as accurate. Um, there's a story that I always tell where a locator was 15 feet off his marks on a gas service. Um, I was working for a construction company at the time. There were two missile pits, and we were missling from one pit to the other. Basically, we had this um, pneumatic drill that goes from one pit to the next, and his mark was outside of where we were we were digging, but having Keith and I both have that background in gas locating, dedicated gas locating. 
So I started looking at it, and I said, this this doesn't seem right. Something's wrong. I had them stop the, the missile. Um, went over, hooked up, located the line, and it went straight between the two pits that we were missling. Um, so I had my crew dig for it, and we had just gone over the gas line less than an inch above it. So what happens when you hit that? Dumb question. I mean, I mean, is it an explosion that could potentially happen right there? Like, absolutely. Other than just like a fire, I mean, it could be like it sent people to the hospital before. Yeah, yeah. significant burn center. If it absolutely. sparks, then yeah, you've got a potential. And you're using that drill press or that pneumatic drill, and it's a metal bit, right? Yes, going into a metal pipe. Well, that was a it was a plastic pipe, but still, sure, there is a potential for it to or spark, spark on a rock or something like that. It's going how the wind's blowing with gas uh, to where how, how big the explosions can be. If you ever threw uh, fuel on a fire, shh, and it, it was why was this spin? about me all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't ask my kids why they call me half brow, all right, because they still hadn't grown back, all right. <laughs> but that's why we double check the utilities just to make sure the customer doesn't have to call and get another uh, ticket called in and wait. So we're trying to push things along by double-checking and say, hey, you're good to go, or we do need to call this guy back. So what kind of timelines y'all work on then? Like if Pup's got 72 hours, somebody calls you, what kind of timeline you offer? Uh, we, we offer probably within a day, two days. We're pretty fast. Well, that's amazing. Now, okay, well, we're going to get into all that so we don't confuse people. But um, all right, let, let's take a step back then. Let's talk about the company a little bit. Utility Partners of America, is that correct? That's correct. And I'm over here off some side road in the middle of nowhere in Greer. Mm-hmm. Just like I would have expected for a building to be stored. But when I pulled up here, I mean, there's trucks everywhere. There's How long has this company been around? Well, uh, I think uh, our president, he actually started uh, the UPA division side. But it wasn't called UPA. It was under him at the time. But they actually bought it out. UPA did from him. And uh, then we're owned by a subsidiary also. Uh, so, uh, they, not, a, we, not a subsidiary, but... Parent company. Parent company. <laughs> so they actually own us. But we have uh, $1 billion in assets. Uh, we have uh, 100, yeah, in that, well, one, 159 in assets, and we're a $1 billion company a year. And we have over 1,000 employees. Where's headquarters? Headquarters is on Pelham Road in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. We have we have over what? Thir- nineteen, uh, and we're in nineteen cities worldwide. And you're a South Carolina-based company. We are. Is the president from South Carolina? He he is. Tell me, he's a tiger, not a gamecock. And uh, I'm not going to say he says he tries to stay neutral and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I, I'm I'm cool either way as long as somebody's yeah, winning it, and they ain't playing each other. You know. Yeah, I um, think it's tiger side, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Okay, so 19 different cities around. So if any of our listeners, like at golf courses, like say throughout the two Carolinas, are listening, I'm assuming there's somebody that could cover maybe. Then, if they they're interested, and they need to get a hold of y'all or something. Oh, absolutely! Uh, pretty much any time. Uh, I'm on call, of course, being the uh, field operations manager. Well, let's start with that, Keith. What is your exact title here and role? I'm the field operations manager and dispatcher. So, when Kyle Kyle is actually the salesman, okay, and, and but he's also a locator as well if we need him to back us up and uh, and his expertise. So, what I do. 
he sells, and then we usually kind of sell together uh, pretty much. But then uh, he refers them to me. Then people can call me. They don't have to call in a ticket like with these other companies and try to get an automated voice. They call me They're directly. It's personal, and it's a personal relationship between us and the customer. Is it like a service thing that courses can sign up for annually, or is this just when you need the service, you call and you pay a one-time fee? Just when you need uh, the service, and we're, we're, we don't have a, a one-time show-up fee. We don't have no uh, regular fees you know, for minimum hours. We're just strictly by hour. Uh, so it's uh, $185 an hour, and, uh, and they call us. If it takes one hour, they get bailed. One, $185, it takes us six. You do the math, Oh, you do it quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but there's big trucks out here and stuff. Like, help me understand. Like, what? okay, so you said you got a gas line, so you were able to go locate it. Does that mean you have some magic tool that you carry around with you? Like, Yeah, we use different types of locate equipment. There's electromagnetic, magnetic, and then ground-penetrating radar, fiber-optic cameras. I know this means nothing to you. No, I'm following. I'm uh, actually <laughs> keeping up. I do watch the History Channel, so some of this makes sense for my archaeology okay. shows. Okay, so, so electromagnetic equipment is essentially we have a transmitter. We hook up to a metallic source. It transmits an electromagnetic frequency on the line, and we pick it up with the receiver. It's pretty much a glorified metal detector. If there's metallic in that line or whatever so yeah so uh, a, a metal pipe or a cable that's got a, a metal sheath or uh, like a coax cable where the the line itself is metal and then our ground penetrating radar is for anything non-metallic i mean we can still use it for metallic stuff but PVC. non-metallic pvc terracotta concrete that's terracotta sort of thing. yes there's a lot of terracotta water and sewer lines More like still clay. in the ground yeah, no, I get it. I, yeah. I know yeah. what that is. Yeah. All right, now I play stupid, but yeah. on TV, but in real life, no, I'm just kidding. Um, how many of those you bump into? Quite a few in the Low Country. Uh, we go down into Sumter, those places in Charleston. You'll find more territory. older construction. Yes, up in the older. mountains. Yeah, small town cities basically is where you're going to find that people. Uh, public works departments that don't have a lot of money to constantly replace. And upgrade are going to have older lines. Okay, sorry, I, I distracted you there. Distracted me. No, no. But, <laughs> so but you, we were also talking about UPA. We have a lot of, we're just one division of many divisions. So uh, we have a. You're meeting. the locator division. No? Yeah, private, locate. private locate division. Thank you. Um, we have private. a metering division. So water, gas, uh, electric. Now, when you say metering division, what do they do? They install. Meters. They install meters. That's correct. Okay. They install. They upgrade. Um, they do maintenance on meters, and those the majority of cities that we have. Uh, what you would you say it was like nineteen cities. Nineteen cities, I believe. That's where predominantly that's most, what if not all, are are metering. Um. So we have that. You we can do um, like sub metering. A lot of uh, you have a situation where you've got a condo complex on your golf course and you've decided, you know, somebody wants to be there year round or something like that, where you've got, you know, multiple different condos and you want to set them up so you can charge that individual their own water, 
that sort of thing. We they can even do that. paint the gas meters. You know how they rust? So they even do that. Okay. So uh, things like that. We have an EV division, which for electric vehicles. We install electric charging stations. That might be something that's very valuable for, for golf courses as well. Y'all in the Tesla game? Y'all the ones putting them in at those yeah, gas yeah. stations? We're your competitors. <laughs> we, we've, been, uh, we've been installing and engineering EV stations for over 10 years. Really? So from design to installation to maintenance and repair, UPA does it all. Are right, either one of y'all going to be in an electric vehicle in the next five years? No. Nope. <laughs> now we're going to let your company president hear that. <laughs> and when he switches over the fleet, he's going to keep y'all in the gas. He, he can, I mean, he can switch my, my company truck if he likes. I'm, I'm cool with that. I've, I've got an O2 Tacoma that's still kicking, so that thing's going to keep <laughs> and, on and going as long you, as that's possible. That's what gets you to and from Asheville, right? Not the company one? A company gets me to my house, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, for that situation, locators have to be available not twenty four seven, but we have to be available from the moment that we clock in. If if he gets something that's near one of our houses, he's going to send the closest locator to it. It's going to save the customer a lot of money um, and travel time. So. Um, that's the situation that we're going to have as far as us utilizing our vehicles. So that's why we take them home. Are y'all there for, um, let's say somebody has an accident, not, not an accident, maybe that's not the right word, they hit something. Is that anything for y'all after the fact to come in and, you know, or once somebody's made their hit, they've screwed up, they got to call in whoever yeah. the company well, XYZ to yesterday, fix it. Yesterday, somebody had a, uh, well, today they're actually doing a water main for a college in Spartanburg. And uh, sure enough, we went there and, uh, found the, the water main for them. It, you don't know where it's at if it has no tracers so the ground penetrating radar can actually pick it up. And it can squirt the water out. As you know, if you had a water leak, it, the water break might be 10 feet away, and it's it's going to find the path of least re, you know resistance. So that's going to be beneficial for the, them to have us come in and try to uh, find it. We also did a um, – I don't know if you really call it – well, it is locate um, – Earlier this year, I believe on a golf course ground fault, there was a um, was it not a no? It was a house to a garage. I take that back. House to a garage. There was a, a fault in a power line. He has the equipment. He can go out and hook up on both ends, find out where the fault is, so they can dig up that particular spot and repair the line instead of having to install a completely new line and tearing up the. I've done it for a ball property. field for a, a city of Williamston. Um, they, they had a line going through their ball field, and I found it just so they wouldn't have to uh, get a directional drill to drill in a new line. So I found the actual – they dug it up and said, you, you dug up the wrong thing. It's just another power splice. I said, no, it's there. You just got to go deeper. And it went. There was more power up under it. <laughs> sure enough, that thing's pretty accurate. Okay, so let's talk about golf courses real quick then. So why does a golf – why golf? Why are y'all even – why are we here? Let's, let's start with that. Oh, like, man. How'd y'all get into golf? Like, how'd you find us? Like, wh- what are we doing? Well, golf has a lot, to, you know, they have a lot in common with us. They, we can provide services where it's, like you said a while ago, for uh, irrigation. We can find those lines. Uh, not only for the ones, so my, you know, a lot of golf course, two inch, two, two inch lines. So we can find those pretty decently with a ground penetrating radar. You also have, uh, wired you know valves yeah. so those are easy to find for us uh they have you know most all clubhouses sewer 
water. Yep. Uh, we could anything that they have, and like I said, EV stations. We could do that for them as well. So I think they could find and our services valuable to them is what we think. Any any time that you're going to dig on a, a golf course, I know y'all's greens cost a fortune. I mean, you're going to want to pinpoint exactly where your problem is, uh, pinpoint where the line is instead of digging up all that turf. and, and So you could it. isolate a, a specific wire, basically, is what you're saying, that could have a fault in it that's keeping a head from coming on. Absolutely. Without them having to. As long as we can find one. Uh, the way to find a fault, you have to have both ends open. Yep. And once you can find that, you can run to find the fault in the line. Things like that, I mean, uh, we could do pretty, I mean, you know, a lot of things for the golf courses uh, so they won't have to tear up the turf and dig it up. And and when you guys come in then, it's on foot, equipment? Like, how does it work? How does that equipment work? Depends on what it is? It, it, it is because it yes, I, I mean, it's all on foot, yeah, but, but GPR is on, it looks like a big lawnmower. Yeah, pretty um, much. So we're just, you know, we'll walk the course or, or – you know, if you guys want to give us a golf cart to, you know, get us there. But $25 an hour is no problem, man. <laughs> you know how the rental game works. <laughs> so they have private, you know, private power at golf courses. They have uh, lighting systems lighting throughout systems. the course. Um, oh, yeah, there's stuff all kinds of running under the ground out there that, I mean, most of the guys are aware the of. But I, I can tell you I'm terrible at golf, but I grew up with a father and a grandfather that played, and I have carried more than my share of, of bags and um, I know that the good courses have you know restroom facilities at different spots and yeah. you know you may have a water leak that you need to repair you They've don't got know fans the, on greens yeah I mean you got electricity running out to those you know every one of those irrigation heads and like you say those valve boxes it drains that. with the cameras like if they were clogged you know they're just for the runoff for sewer runoff for uh, I'm talking about uh, just regular drainage water, drainage we can put fiber optic cameras in them to find out where the, the clog is, either that or the sewer. So there's things like that we can do. We have uh, so it's not only just utilities; it's also potentially drainage as well. Drainage as well. That's correct. We can find pretty much anything. So y'all said something the other day that stood out to me too that it, you had equipment where you could go through places where people didn't like to or whatever, like you know, follow ditches or whatever, etc. I don't. Did we talk something about that going through just. Basically anywhere, no. <laughs> I mean, we can go anywhere that you need us to. That's yeah, yeah. But the utilities, it's, it's, everywhere the utilities are, we can find pretty much anything. Um, we, I have uh, also cement scanners, say, and uh, I can people trying to say they're inside and the drains not inside the building is not draining correctly. I can go in with a cement scanner, scan the cement in order to sh- tell them how much they can shave off in order to get the drain to, to flow. Oh, wow. Things like that. I mean, it's we, we offer all kinds of um, – when we're very competitive, too, compared to our, our competitors. We we offer a really good price for the money. Who are some of your competitors? Or do you not want to say? Yeah. Uh, I've never even heard of these services until I met you all, so this is all new to me. I'm sorry for my dumb questions. Well, we got McKenna Creed. we got Bloodhounds, which is the big dog in the business. Uh, the and We've got uh, – there's a company called GPRS that's international. I, I didn't even know about it until fairly recently, but just down around the block there was a crew that was, was working like two doors down here at that industrial 
uh, building on the it feels corner. kind of personal, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, it, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it is kind doing? of well, it is kind of personal because I actually I, I saw the backhoe sitting there. I saw the uh, the construction equipment for s- several weeks. Actually, I never saw anybody working out there. And then one day they were actually working out there. I stopped and talked to them, and I said, "You know, we're just like a block down the road. Really, we could help you guys out." And he said. Well, that's good to know because we hired GPRS and we've already hit three lines that they didn't mark properly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it just just because they're a private locate firm doesn't mean that they hire and train the right people. Yeah. Um, our guys come with a good background and we're constantly making sure in the field that they've got a lead tech that's showing them how to do things right. If they don't know how to do something, we crawl houses, we do all that kind of stuff. So you go the extra mile. Nice. Yeah, we really we really bend over backwards to make sure we get that line marked as accurately as possible. By the time this airs, this week, me and Kyle is going to be looking for a dead body. Why? Actually, to try to help the clo- have closure for the family. Oh, make sure wow. We find That's it. terrible. Yeah. That's, it's an amazing service, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, sure, my kids have a metal detector, you know what I mean? But I'm not... <laughs> I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's what right. a lot of people think we're metal detecting. But actually, we do have metal detectors too. <laughs> so, um, tough question. What, what's the mission of the company? You know, what the mission statement is or, or it's, the goal? It's, it's customer service always. Okay. Uh, uh, if if you do that, make sure people are happy, then they like your service. And then if you offer a competitive price, it just makes you that much better. How many employees would you say you have? Over a thousand, probably twelve hundred people, in all those different nineteen cities that you mentioned, or yes, uh, well, see, over the span of time, we've probably about ninety thousand people we've employed, but wow. a lot of those things they go into certain cities. We hire people. A lot of it could be temporary work or for like two years contract work, gotcha. uh, construction. So uh, they'll work, move into those cities, but we're kind of permanently based here in South Carolina, and we've got a permanent base in Tennessee. Uh, but we're in, you know, New York. We're in California right now. Um, so we're all over the place. So if a golf course listening to this needs services, it's worth picking up the phone and calling Absolutely. just to find out whether you could cover their area or not. Absolutely, it, especially if you're in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia. Okay. We got great partners over in Georgia too. The organization over there, Tina Workman and her t- crew do a, a phenomenal job. So, um, what makes you unique then than all your competitors? Well, Kyle was talking about just a second ago. We go up above and beyond uh, these things. We try to make sure that we find, and if if we don't, we'll cover it. In other words, if we miss it, we pay for it. Okay, and. Uh, where a lot of them won't do that, but we'll go in and make sure we try to find it to make sure you don't have no downtime and make sure your business is, keeps flowing like it should. So like golf courses that are getting ready to do a renovation, for instance, awesome. or a greens reconstruction or a bunker renovation project or any of those kind of things that maybe it's a new superintendent and they don't have any history. They don't have any markings. They don't, they don't know what's under the ground, for instance, that's where they'd want to call y'all, I'm guessing. Absolutely, and we have done it for many golf courses already. So what if I call you and say, hey, man, I don't know what's under here, but I'm going to dig up that bunker. That's when you go in and you say, well, we're going to need to use all these different types of things to look just in case? Yes, we do that. And they'll tell, give us a general area. How much We've got the Clemson golf course. I've been out there. Okay. Um, we've done the Greer golf course. 
they just told us we need all this done and go out there and we locate it. And then you got your different colors to mark your different type things with. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Quiz. What are the colors? Okay. That's a good. Uh, it's a, a good children. Lesson. It's a children's coloring book. This is, this is how I normally tell yes, homeowners. I'm ready. Okay. Gas Talk is, to me like I'm a homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can laugh whether, at it's me. Your, whether it's your kids or your grandkids, you're going to remember this. They're going to they use these colors all the time. So do I have to write this down? No, you'll remember it once I tell you. Okay, okay. So yellow is uh, is uh, gas because it smells like sulfur or eggs. Okay, okay. Um, green is sewer because yuck. Come on, seriously. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> blue is water. Okay. Okay, red is power because it hurts like hell. Okay. You see red. And uh, uh, communications, if you think of um, like an aircraft carrier or an airport, when they're bringing in the planes, they've got orange flags. So it's orange. Yes. Do you know that's where locating come from? What? <clears throat> the aircrafts uh-huh. and the aircraft carriers. Oh. You know how the flagman brings them in with his, uh, one, uh, his two flags? Yeah. Well, the planes had these... Uh, they had the radar tannas on each side of the ship. So when they would bring them in, that's how locating become because they steered their aircraft in on the two antennas on the ship. So on our, our what he was talking about, the electromagnetic stuff that we locate with, has two antennas, and that's how we find the ring, that, that circle, it's the, the radio, well, actually radio signal is what it is. It's a radio signal. Interesting. Yeah, and that's how they actually invented locating. <laughs> so, radio is what type of communication? Sonar is sound, yeah. right? Radio, just like what we're using now, is radio. It's, it's kilohertz. It's frequency. It's a kilohertz, and you throw a kilohertz signal, and it's a rapping. It looks like a little a tornado going around the the. The uh, thing you're locating, which is the power or whatever you're locating, it's, it's a tornado going around, but it's a, a radio wave of kilohertz. We can use anything from uh, 530 to uh, 200 kilohertz and throw a signal through it. And the bigger the kilohertz, like 200, you're, you're going deeper in the ground. Okay. So, and it's throwing a circle around it. And that my wand that I'm using that you see people locating with is actually picking up that signal that's rotating. And it goes around that, that goes around the utility. But that's again, that's how it come off the aircraft carriers, and that's how they the plane came in. It rotated that sure. signal and was able to, and it goes to the center because the ship's constantly wavering, right? And it center points on that signal, and that's how they located and landed their aircraft. Well, I knew I was going to learn something today, me too, <laughs> but I didn't know I was going to learn a lot of somethings today. Um, Okay, so um, I'll go back to the same question. Why golf? Why, why, y'all got so much going on, right? Like, well, see, everybody plays golf. You got to think. So where, if it helps the golf course, that's, that's one of our main targets because it really does help you out with all the private utilities. But you got to also think people work in other industries. They work in corporations. They, they have leaks at their plants. They have leaks where it's their home or, you know, wherever they might have a beach home or what what you know a lake home so we're there for them i mean no matter where they at we can help them and you've got some golf courses that have an entire community around them i, I know i've talked to several Private that, communities yeah I've, I've talked to several where their maintenance department actually handles the water lines and sewer lines in the neighborhood um so 
if you've got those issues, that's, I mean, that's our prime territory. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the golf industry has really been sought after by utility locate companies. Sure. Um, I think that's a niche that we can, we can satisfy. Um, and we've got, it's not just the customers. Well, it is part of the customer service. I guess, uh, a, a lot of these private locate companies will blow people off. Hey, we'll be there, but it's going to be two weeks. Gotcha. You've got a problem right now. Yeah. I mean, it's about customer service. We respond yeah. within, within two business days. We're there. Yeah. I mean, just call us. So, um, yeah, it goes back to the customer service thing. Um, you know, like I said, I'm terrible at golf, so it's definitely not that. <laughs> I, I, I did a charity golf tournament, and my the boss that I – former company, it was for a soccer charity thing and uh, where it says, um, what's your handicap? There were four of us on the team. He just put question mark down the handicap part, put a <laughs> arrow to the margin, and put we all suck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and we, in fact, did. We, we lost the tournament. We all won a pair of uh, free tennis shoes for – being the worst dead last yeah but he had fun but here's found here's the thing he 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 actually told us if we played he would pay us for the time he played us so yeah he he, that we played so i actually asked a friend i said wait if i'm getting paid to play golf that makes me a professional golfer right and really (laughs) crappy professional golfer but but still (laughs) well let's go technically speaking um I think the threshold is seven hundred and fifty dollars now to within a calendar year that you can earn and still regain uh, retain your amateur status. So depending on how many hours you work that day <laughs> and your hourly rate, I think you might still be okay. Oh, all right, <laughs> hard to say, <laughs> but yes. Um, well, what are some other things that I haven't asked about? What are some things you want to tell us about? Anything that we need to know about the company, man? Um, Any important stuff that y'all want to just share to folks? Well, you know, we, I think we've covered uh, the EV part, uh, the metering division. Um, we, you know, like we do overhead lines uh, for for all the major uh, electric companies. Uh, we we do lighting, uh, but other than that, I think we've covered pretty much. We've done. Uh, I'd like to get into the drone business for, for aerial locating. I really would for you know. Uh, that's one of the things, but we also have an aqua guy that can actually go scuba diving. Okay, and find lines of under the so, lake. So aqueous locating. So if you've got a, a fiber optic or something that's going through a, I guess in y'all's case a pond or river or something like that, we've got a guy that can scuba dive and find that line. I think one of the biggest problems there is the intake for the pumps, this pump systems, and how clogged they get and things of that nature. So it would seem to me that if you could have somebody that could go down there and see what the problem is before having to dig the whole thing up or dredge it. We have somebody, they, they also do drilling. Uh, we put in power. Uh, we can do uh, gas, underground gas uh, for drilling. We have a, uh, what's the, uh, we, we do potholing for like schools, you know, like, uh, if you or say they wanted to come out to the golf course and they said, "Oh, I don't want this damaged. I want to make sure it's potholed so we can drill up under it. We can we they'll pothole it. We've got a machine that, that does vacuum work and vac vacuums out the dirt so we don't damage anything." Okay, last dumb question: What is potholing? <laughs> it ain't what you think it is. No, <laughs> any 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 time that you're going to dig, um, any time that you're going to do some kind of excavation potholing is a standard term so 
um, you're finding the line. You're verifying the line before you dig near it. That's I got gotcha. potholing. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's just making sure you know where the utility is so you don't damage it. We've got and, – and there's a way to do that. You can dig on it, and that's where a lot of your cuts come from. So what, what they've got in is – they suck it out with a vacuum and the dirt so it makes it safer so you won't damage the utility. In that's the, what it's actually doing. In, in North Carolina, it's also actually a law that you have to pothole where you're going to cross a utility. So you can't pothole 10 feet away. You have to if you're going to cross it here, you're going to pothole it right where you're at. And I've actually got a story on that. Is there's a, a gas main that runs? It actually feeds downtown Hendersonville. And a crew that I was working with potholed ten feet away where a marker was for a gas gas main, and they found it, but they didn't cross there. They decided to cross in the middle of a, a intersection, and they nailed the gas line. And because they did that, that was, I think it was around $40,000 was the minimum that they were getting fined. I think it was much more than that. See, potholing is the old term, though. Cork boring is the actual term for it in a vac trailer. In in what he's talking about, so core boring, you're you're creating a, um, you're cutting out pavement, essentially. So core boring is specifically for pavement. If you've got something running under a road, or a parking lot or something like that, you don't want to dig up the entire parking lot. We then can you core can core board to verify that, verify the depth of it so that you can cross it. But potholing is a general term for, for dirt and anything else. Interesting. What else you got for me? Well, other than that, I think... Uh, you got notes, man? A little bit. <laughs> As Keith checked notes. Kyle, where are your notes? I, uh, I made those for him. Oh, you made the notes? <laughs> So you just make him look good. Yeah, he makes me look really good. I try. It's kind of easy to do, right? Uh, <laughs> it's got its days. There'll be a picture out there for everybody. <laughs> yeah, to see. Oh, Lord, but, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I think you can look forward to seeing these guys around if you need anything. Um, they'll be in the directory. You'll know where to find them. Um, you got a website? You got a phone number? Anything you want to drop on here for people? I think we're on the we're on the online directory, right? We're not in the print. Yeah, we just that'll missed be, the deadline. Yeah, it'll that'll come be in the next, next year. Yep. All right. Well, where do they find you? Uh, utilitypartners.com is that the best place um, to go to utility, book utilitypartners.com yep best way Hon- honestly best way is to call me uh 864-775-1307 and uh keith's number is 864-561-5681 okay and those are your cell phone numbers so if anybody in the carolinas needs something and that's our that is numbers. that is that's our our cell phone numbers so when you're calling that you're not getting an automated system you're not playing phone tag with us you're getting us directly and we do have one of those phone tag systems <laughs> yes yes we've played it actually together well yeah. um but uh well hopefully we could see y'all down at the beach maybe um get a booth down there at the show and meet a bunch of superintendents that would be great all right well anything else y'all want to share with us today before we wrap it up i think we've had a good session here uh, no sir i do appreciate but we will uh just remember we are customer service oriented and uh and we do mean that, and we stand behind it. A couple of good fellas, y'all. Don't, don't, be afraid, don't be afraid to give them a call. Thank y'all for listening in to another episode of Pulling Weeds. Have a great day. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, 
please visit our website at www.carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.